Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. We are the Morning Beat. You know what I just now noticed? Go off. They don't say, uh, whoever does that 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 uh, intro for us doesn't say the Morning Beat. They say the Morning Beat. Which reminds me of my alma mater, The Ohio State University. I've never put two and two together until this moment right here, and I feel at home. Okay. You don't understand the reference. No, the only thing I know about college is Legally Blonde. I was on American Idol, so I never what? was. <laughs> Legally Blonde is your reference, your total reference for college. Nothing else. Joy. Nothing. No, That's okay. It. I have some references for college. Not like Animal House. Girls no. Gone Wild. Oh, oh God. You know, that makes sense. Yeah, That's they, tracking for you. They shot a lot of that footage down in Panama City Beach. Listen I've been. To it's me. wild. Remember MTV? Yeah. What was it? Spring break? Why and you, you were like, say, what's up? Why did you just announce it? Remember MTV? Why did you say it like that? Well, first of all, my name starts with an M. But secondly, <laughs> that feels like a million years ago. Like TRL feels like 1,700 wait, wait. years ago. You just glossed over that. Did you, I know this, I probably know the answer. Did you think in your mind on some level that the M stood for Michaela TV? Like M. TV, because the way you just said it, you totally were like, oh, this is my vibe. Michaela TV. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I thought that. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Beat. We have a fantastic show coming up for you today. Um, A little bit later on in the program, we're going to be joined by, uh, I believe, the author of an article, if I'm not mistaken, Vanessa, uh, that we were talking about yesterday that we kind of teased a little bit. What would you do if your dog could live forever? Listen, my doggy got sick this weekend, and your doggy has been sick, and that's like the moments where you're like, what would I do? Like, yeah. I'd do anything to save them. Well, what if there are advances in technology that could allow your pets to stick around for a lot longer? Well, the author of an article suggesting just that is going to be joining us a little bit later on in the show. It's going to be a fantastic day here on The Morning Beat. All right now, it's time for Michaela to do what she does. It's time for M. News on the beat. (laughs) Okay, Arizona lawmakers announced on Monday that they would introduce legislation to protect gay and transgender people from discrimination at the hands of businesses, landlords, and employers. The anti-discrimination legislation comes from a bipartisan group of lawmakers, including the state's Republican House Speaker, Russell Bowers. The legislation prohibits discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity in places of work and public accommodation, as well as in housing matters. 
Religious institutions would be exempt from the policy, but not individuals who claim that their faith prevents them from serving certain customers. According to the Associated Press, though many businesses and faith leaders support the measure, it is opposed by a social conservative group known as the Center for Arizona Policy, according to the Wire Service. All right, another news, anti-LGBTQ plus pastor Greg Locke held a book burning in Tennessee last week where he burned books, including Harry Potter and Twilight, to deliver his flock from demons. But as it turns out, he wasn't the only one throwing some books on the pyre that night. In a video posted on YouTube by Chris Harden and his husband, the couple arrived at the book burning with a protest in mind. Harden's husband can be seen throwing a Bible on the fire and and yelling, Hail Satan. Satan? Not Satan. Satan. He's like a Catholic Satan. He's like a Satan. (laughs) He's like a bad Catholic Satan. Uh, It took him shouting, I burned a Bible several times before they stopped cheering and realized they'd been had. Attendees threw Brooks into the fire. Okay, we're going to talk at some point. Who's Brooks? Oh my God, who's this guy Brooks? He got thrown into the fire? Vicky Gunfelson's ex. Or, 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 or Meredith Marks' son. Yes. Brooks Marks. Yes. Yes. Housewives of Salt Lake City. <laughs> I love how all of our life references are a Real Housewives of some city. But also how we completely understood what we were saying. And also, I live for this dude, like throwing Bibles in the. Listen, I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a believer I know, in God. I know. The Bible, but if you got to make a point sometimes, then God's sometimes okay with a Bible and a fire. Yeah. Well, once they reached their car, the couple staged one more protest as they shared a kiss to the cries of horror from those surrounding the vehicle. After leaving the book burning, the couple headed across the street to join a group of atheist and pagan counter-protesters who were playing Highway to Hell and watching a Harry Potter movie via a projector. These people have time, though, honey. Like, I've still yet to see the Harry Potter movie. Listen, that's the thing. I'm always like, God, y'all have so much time to hate on people. What, 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 what could you accomplish in your life if you just, like, worked hard towards a goal of, like, spreading something positive? Yeah. Seriously. Like, seriously. Just be nice, guys. Who's or... building pyres? And first of all, who calls them a pyre? Let's I was like, a is fire. this a typo? A bonfire for books. A pyre. A pyre. Yeah, it's great. Mm, got it. All right, let's get into weather. 79 in Miami, 64 in San Francisco, 75 in Phoenix, 48 in Seattle, and a high of... 82 in LA. Now give us a vibe of the day. The struggle you're in today is developing the strength you need for tomorrow. We love that. Learn give the us lesson. strength, Lord. All right. give, give me a mirror. I gotta look at myself real quick. Look at Learn yourself. the lesson. Look in the reflection. The morning beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. This conversation is really interesting. So this is another round of Am I the A-hole? Uh, this guy goes online and says basically. Uh, a couple years ago, 2020, the height of the pandemic, I was lonely and single, and my roommate and I found a great deal. There are a lot of great deals going around when the pandemic started. You know, there's things that would say like- It was unbelievable. Book now, travel later. Yes. Right? Trying to get people to spend their money still and then travel once things cleared up. And they booked a cruise. He's always wanted to go to Bora Bora. So he books uh, a, a cruise and with his roommate for 2021. Okay. Well, 2021 rolls around. And things are still not better, so they postpone it one more year. And it gets pushed back to 2022. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a catamaran cruise. It's not a big cruise ship. It's not like an Atlantis cruise where you're just going out there to have sex and hook up and have, like, foam parties the entire time, right? Also Go- a good time. Also a great time. Not what this vibe was, though. Hear that. This is a cruise of he and his roommate and 10 other men on a catamaran. 
Now we're not talking. It's a catamaran, right? What is it? A catamaran. So it's like the. I'm just kidding. Listen, you make me say it one more time. I thought you wanted me to describe a catamaran to you. Well, I'm going to cancel our catamaran excursion during my wedding, so you're no longer invited. On the catamaran. Um. So and this thing cost him five thousand dollars. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. Fast forward to 2022. He's now been dating somebody for three months. His new boyfriend is furious. He wants him to cancel it because he thinks he's going to go and cheat on him. Hmm. Who's the a-hole? What do you do? I mean, listen, you're talking to somebody who went on a lesbian cruise as entertainment with her lesbian girlfriend, who was also entertainment. And when all the gay girls said, hey, we're going to go bar hopping on the cruise, I said, I'm on my way. And Lisa said, okay, I'll be here. And when I got back (laughs) drunk with those lesbians, I couldn't find Lisa. I immediately got mad, only to find her on the roof feeding the birds with crackers in her palms. Okay, like the best I, story ever. I don't relate. It's so Lisa. I it's love it. It's so Lisa, but I feel like that's ridiculous. That says more about the boyfriend and his insecurities than it does about this guy. It's $5,000. You don't want to waste that. It's a lot you don't want to make your roommate upset with you for no reason when you guys said that you were going to do this together. Now, originally, I thought it was a singles cruise, and mm. I was like, that's not cool. Well, that You're I can not understand, single. sure. But he says these guys mostly are in their 60s. He oh says, my, my, my roommate and I are going to be the youngest by far because it's expensive. Not a lot of people in their 20s totally. or 30s maybe have five grand to drop on a, on a catamaran tour of Bora Bora. Right. So a lot of these are older gay guys. He's like, it's not a sexual thing. Uh, and we just want to hang out. I understand the insecurity of the new boyfriend. But this is not a way to set up a relationship. Yeah. I don't think that trying to put parameters on somebody you've been dating for three months, especially, I, I learned this lesson early on. You do not mess with the relationships that are pre-existing, meaning best friends, roommates, family. Don't get in the way because he's been it's friends with this roommate. Yeah. Like if, if he made this plan with his roommate two years ago, they've already been friends, at least up to that point, well enough where they were willing to travel the world together. Totally. So they've probably been friends for much longer. And you're going to come in after three months and say, hey, you need to cancel this. It's just insecure to me. Now, I think there are things that the, that the new boyfriend who is going on the trip could do because I remember there was a time – when I dated uh, that guy I mentioned the other day, the only person, I, I his name's Rodney. That's all I'll ever say about him. And um, when we dated, he took a trip to Spain for, like, pride, for, like, Barcelona pride or something like that. And the way he sort of addressed it made me very uncomfortable because he would make jokes and crack jokes about, like, having his beach body ready so he could, like, like – be around hot guys and hook up or whatever and he would allude to it a lot and that made me really insecure and yeah, we'd only course. been dating for a couple of months and i was like oh yeah 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 and his best friend who's my friend to this day pulled me aside before we left he's like listen he's all talk i'll keep an eye on him don't worry i know he loves you just take a deep breath it'll be fine i'll how'd, check i'll check in with you how'd it go it was it was fine it was fine it was fine but you know what but, like, i will he, say this not too. because of my partner though Right, because of the best friends. Yeah. Well, I will say when me and Lisa go to Dinah, which is Dinah Shore, a big lesbian festival, I've always said, oh, I got to get my body ready for Dinah. Oh, I want to like look hot. But it's never been for like other people. Like I just want to look hot. Of course. And thank God Lisa's not like insecure and she doesn't care. But sometimes that's just where you're at too. Like you use that as motivation to be like your hottest, best self. Absolutely. Um, And so that's also okay. 
But I think this guy, I think the guy he's dating is an a-hole. Yeah, the fact it, that he'd yeah. ask him to lose $5,000 in a friendship. Well, it's, I, I I don't know that anybody's the a-hole. He's a little bit insecure. And I think that I understand that. Yeah. And you got to, it's, it's your job to make him a little bit more secure if you want to be in this relationship after your cruise. I hear that. Yeah. All right, coming up in What's Poppin', Adele plans to focus on music following the cancellation of all of her Las Vegas shows. This drama just took a very wacky gay turn, and we'll talk about it in What's Poppin'. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. I can't believe it's that time of the morning, Michaela. You know what it is? What time, baby? It's time for our first What's Poppin'. I know, that's right. Take it away. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, why did I click on this link and it why, is literally... I just hyped you up so hard and you clicked the wrong link. I know I clicked the right link, but I saw Drag Queen Adele and I was like, where is this story going? I want to go, go see her. Okay, I want to take you to go see her, but you won't be able to see her because she's canceled her Las Vegas residency. I know that part. However, okay. this story's going to go full circle for you, Update. baby. And an Adele impersonator is offering free admission to her show for anyone who purchased tickets and booked travel to see the Easy On Me singer. Oh my God. Frank Marino. Oh, I know Frank Marino. Iconic. You know from Legends in Concert. Iconic. This is the trashiest show to go see in Vegas and I loved every minute of it. This is good marketing. He's known as uh, Janae Longo. I'm sorry. He plays um, Joan Rivers. And then he has Janae Longo playing Adele, Alyssa Fur as Celine. Dion and they have their show Legendary Divas so you can still see Adele if you want however this is like TTTT hot seeping tea Frank Marino got into like so much trouble three years ago because Frank Marino who I've known since I was only five years old because I grew up in Vegas he had this calendar that you could purchase that had all the queens in it and then the benefits would go to this children's charity Uh oh! and it turns out they never went to the children's <gasps> charity he got completely busted his residency taken away from him he hasn't worked so this is also like his first time back way to call him out Oh, I will call him out all day. I called him out to his face. Everybody was like, what are you doing, Frank? It's children. Like, you have to give kids their money. Well, to be fair, not all children deserve, like, Shut help. Up. You know what I mean? Because some children are just a-holes. Listen. Like, that's why I don't have any yet. But uh... He did not treat his staff that well either. <laughs> oh, he kind of was not great. So maybe he's learned his lesson <sighs> and he's ready. You know, he was a really controversial queen because him and Joan Rivers had an interesting relationship. He became very famous in the 90s for impersonating Joan Rivers. But Joan Rivers, at a point didn't like love all the things that Frank Marino was doing. And they, um, I think even at one point she was going to sue him because she was like, you're literally like using my livelihood for business. And I think they worked it out somehow, but it's a really interesting story. Well, he's the highest, uh, according to Wikipedia, the highest uh, paid female impersonator in the world, bringing in about two and a half million dollars a year. I don't know oh, if that, yeah. that number is still accurate, no, no. but it's also so interesting that, that that Frank Marino is a female impersonator, not a drag queen, because in places like Vegas where they have these shows where you want to get like middle America or people from all over the world to come in. To say drag queen is very different than saying female impersonator. Yes, good call. And he's super old school. And he does get middle America to go in and see his shows. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm all about the drag, honey. I know, me too. Give me a drag queen every day. I live for the drag. All right, coming up, a study to make your dog live longer. Dr. Audrey Ruppel, associate professor at Department of Population Health Sciences, is joining us. Now, usually it's our day with Doc Halligan, but I want to know how to make my dog live longer especially after he got sicky baby so uh we'll have that for you in the next hour this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. What would you do if you found out that your pet could live longer than expected? I would do anything I could to ensure that would happen. Okay, well, Dr. Or, uh, Dr. Audrey Rupel, the associate professor at Department of Population Health Sciences, uh, has done a study, uh, and she's going to be joining us this hour, actually, in about 15 minutes uh, with the results. Uh, is it ethical? Uh, is it possible? Uh, could our pets be living 20, 30, 40-plus years and is that okay? Listen, I've had my dog for a year. Mm-hmm. And the very first week we had him, I can't count how many times I looked at my partner and I said, he's going to die in 15 or 16 years and I'm not ready for it. Yeah. I'm just not ready Listen, for it. Listen, it's a dark, <laughs> morbid a thought. He was three months old. It's real though. It's real. I, I can't imagine. Um, so yeah, we're having that conversation. Uh, we're going right to the source this hour on the morning beat. Right now though, it's time for news on the beat. Michaela, uh, Mayor Pete getting called out by his own. What's going on? Yeah, this is kind of crazy. So, uh, I'm going to go with this story first because I, I always Secretary Pete by now, I guess. Secretary yeah. Pete yeah, is yeah. also a vibe. Uh, I'm going to go into this story first. The log cabin Republicans launched a vile attack on Chastin Buttigieg, husband of Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. God, oh, the husband. The husband over Florida's proposed don't say gay law. The fact I'm never going to get over the fact that in 2022 we'd have a don't say gay law. Well, also the fact that log cabin Republicans are attacking a gay person for standing up against the don't say gay law. Yeah. Like, what? Is, I don't understand it. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Mm. Now, the group supports the bill that would forbid teachers from discussing sexual orientation or gender identity in primary school classrooms or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. LCR quickly jumped to defend the Republican attempts to smear LGBTQ people as dangerous, using stereotypical anti-LGBTQ smears to do it. Instead of defending LGBTQ kids and parents, they slyly accused them of child abuse. Contrary to Chastin Buttigieg's LGBT fear-mongering and attempt for attention on CNN, Florida's parental rights and education bill will not silence gay people. It certainly will not kill them, President Charles Moran stated. 
All it does is reinforce the common sense belief that teacher-led classroom discussions around sexual and gender identity do not belong in primary schools. Moran also actively opposes the Equality Act, landmark LGBTQ non-discrimination legislation that would add sexual orientation and gender identity to federal civil rights legislation. I'm sorry, listen, I try to keep an open mind. These log cabin Republicans are morons. Morons. Like, maybe his last name should be, maybe it's actually Charles Moron, not Moran. Moron. The, the, the amount of damage damage this does. Listen, I get it. I get it. Conservative, older, Republican, gay men mm-hmm. feel a certain mm-hmm. kind of way. And and I don't know why. And I'm sorry that you grew up in a world where you had to feel that way to survive, and I can empathize with it. However, to oppose the Equality Act and to support this don't say gay bill in a place like Florida, one of our nation's largest, largest states, most populous states, and, and saying that it's not appropriate to teach, you know, sexual and gender identity to elementary school kids. I learned about those things when I was in elementary school through the scope of a Catholic school and straight people. Yeah. Like a straight patriarchal society. That's how I learned about those things. Totally. Nobody ever talked to me about me. I never got to learn about the, the experience that I was going to have and the emotions that I was having at that time. Yeah. And to think that the way to protect our children is to lie to them about the truth of who they are and the diversity that that we all are, are a part of to act as if it doesn't exist to say that's more helpful to kids is so damaging it's and so, so messed damaging. up and it breaks my heart to think that that there are log cabin republicans or others who are so damaged and unaware that what they're doing is so harmful to themselves and to the next generation that they would support something like this. 100%. Breaks my heart. 100%. All right, another news. California will end its indoor masking requirement for vaccinated people next week, but masks still are the rule for school children. State health officials announced yesterday amid rapidly falling coronavirus cases. Now, after February 15th, unvaccinated people still will be required to be masked indoors, and everyone, vaccinated or not, will have to wear masks in higher-risk areas like public transit and nursing homes and other congregate living facilities. Officials said local governments can continue their own indoor masking requirements. And last week, Los Angeles County's health officials said they intend to keep theirs in place beyond the state deadline. Of course. State officials also announced that indoor mega events with more than 1,000 people will have to require vaccinations or a negative test for those attending. And those who are unvaccinated will be required to wear masks. For outdoor events with more than 10,000 people, there is no vaccination requirement, but masks or negative tests are recommended. Like at some point, honestly, I've been vaxxed twice and boosted. I'm taking the precautions. Los Angeles is rough. We were in lockdowns longer than anybody in the entire country. Our mask mandates have been in effect longer than anybody else in the entire country. And the the rate of infection isn't really that much different, to be honest. We're two years into this thing, and at some point, let's just live again and be like common sense and respectful but i think sometimes you tell people what to do for so long that makes them want to do the opposite 100 percent. we're all like basically like like grown children yeah so let us make our own choices and let's move on let's move on Mm. let's move on to weather it's gonna be high of 81 in la today 73 in vegas 84 in palm Springs, 64 in houston and 61 in kansas city now please give us a vibe of the day the struggle you're in today is developing the strength you need for tomorrow. I know that's right. What do you need for tomorrow? It's Wednesday. Tomorrow's it's hump Wednesday. Day. Hump day. I have boxing class. I have so boxing need class. Some strength. I have therapy tomorrow. 
That's so therapy today. So. so we need strength to get through tomorrow. Yes, we do. You need the mental fortitude. I need the mental fortitude. You need the physical. Yeah, I get the mental t- today on Tuesdays. Got it. Physical Wednesdays. Glad we cleared that all up. Amen. All right, coming up. Wait. Yeah, no, you gave your vibe. Okay, great. I did. Some, I just I need gave some the vibe, which right. led to the whole conversation. So heard that. There it is. Live now. Yep. Uh, coming up, a study to make your dog live longer. Dr. Audrey Rupel, associate professor at Department of Population Health Sciences, joins us to talk about scientists trying to figure out how to make your dog live forever. And if that can happen, I want to know about it because my little Rocco was so sick this weekend and I was devastated. Coming up next. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. All right, so if you listen to our show at all, you understand that Michaela and I are very much in love with our dogs. Uh, she's got two little pups, Rocco and Bruno, that she loves so much that I fell so in love with early on in the pandemic while we recorded from home that I went and got myself a pup. And he's now a year old. His name is Kingston. He's incredible, right? Uh, but from the day I got that dog, I, I couldn't help but think, oh, my God, he's going to die in 15 years. And how will I ever cope with this? He was three months old at the time, by the way, which is why this study really caught our eyes. Uh, there's a study. Uh, scientists are trying to figure out how to make your dogs live longer. Also, the implications uh, on our own health as humans uh, could be massive. The study's huge. And somebody who's involved in this is Dr. Audrey Rupel, a veterinary epidemiologist. Uh, this is called the Dog Aging Project. Uh, thank you, Dr. Audrey, Audrey, for being here. How are you? Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. This is exciting. This is exciting stuff. Yes. Like, there are 32 dogs in this dog pack, I think is what you call it so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, 32,000 Oh, yeah. 32,000. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a way bigger sample size. Um, and you're adding more and more. What is the hope? What is the goal? Well, the goal is to better understand the genetic and the environmental characteristics that help us to age healthier, um, dogs and our and us as their companions. Okay, so well, some dogs, yeah, dogs usually live to be eh, 13, 14, 15 well, years old. I'll say in the pandemic, we lost our dog Lucky. He was 16 years old. He got really old. And my partner is incredible, like most dog owners, about making sure their food is good, they walk okay, they have the medicine that they need. Unfortunately, we also had our dog who just turned 10, who got really, really sick. We were able to save his life, but it really brought us to a moment where we said, what are we going to do if we lose Bruno, and I think that so many people have been met with, what do we do if we lose our doggy? It's devastating. So what are some of the ways that we're looking to be able to make them live forever? Also, can I have this drug personally? Forever. Because I would also <laughs> like to live forever. So I, don't think it's a pill. I don't think it's a pill, Michaela. I want it. <laughs> well, there may be. So part of the project, and it's a, just a small part of the project, is an embedded cohort study where we are looking at a randomized controlled trial um, for a medication that may very well slow aging at a cellular level. And this is a medication that's already been approved for use in human populations as well, though not for aging um, reasons. But our hope is that we do actually have a medication that we'll be able to use in our dog populations to help them live longer, healthier lives. This is really fascinating. Well, it's interesting because then questions about ethics always come up, right? And and do we want to live forever? Do I want to live to be 150? Do I actually want that? Uh, But you're saying if you slow down the process and we're actually – this idea of what 100 looks like now might be very different 50 years from now. And you might be very active and and living long, healthy lives. You know, uh, this is so fascinating to me. And some dogs can live to be in their 20s. There's one dog, an Australian cattle dog, that lived to be 29 years old. Uh, His name was Bluey. 
And there's actually, this is really cute. Bluey. We, there's, an, there's actually a cartoon in Australia called Bluey. It's about a little dog, a puppy, a cartoon puppy, and his family. And we play it for our dog whenever we leave. And it's the oh. cutest thing in the entire world. And I think it's probably named after this dog, Bluey. So how on earth, Doctor, do dogs live to be 20-plus years old? And how can I make sure that my dog, Kingston, is one of them? Well, that's exactly the question that we want to answer. Um, so part of our studies, we're actually studying what we're calling the dog centenarians. So centenarians in human populations are people that live to be over 100. Obviously, we don't have dogs that live to be over 100, but we do have um, especially long-aged dogs. And so we are, we are doing a study where we are looking specifically at those very long-aged dogs and trying to figure out what keys they can share with us on how we can all age more healthily. Um, and to that question about the living a long time, I think that there's two different things. One is lifespan, so how long we live, and the other one is health span. And I think for most of us, we would be okay if we don't increase our lifespan, but we do increase our health span to make sure that we are healthy until the time that we die. Mm. So let's say somebody that's listening, their doggy is sick, they don't know what to do. Can they start taking steps to get to you to start prolonging their dog's life? And does this only work for dogs or can it work for cats as well? So at this time, we're only studying dogs, but we would love to see somebody else start up a cat aging project. Um, but we are only looking at dogs, and we are taking enrollments for new dogs at dogagingproject.org. People can nominate their pets to be part of this research project. And we are still enrolling in our randomized control trial as well. Listen to me. I'm about to email you. His name is Bruno Gordon Pittman, and I, my Bring name is Michaela Gordon, and I will be <laughs> literally emailing you right now. He's a beautiful, beautiful I'm gonna angel. I'm going to also send out some emails today about a cat uh, shortening lifespan project. I don't like cats at all, and I want them to all be gone. So I'm so glad you gave me the idea right here on the Morning Beat. I really appreciate that. Oh my that. God, you idiot. <laughs> well, it's interesting, though, because I'm looking through, I'm looking at different, like, now I'm so curious about this, and I'm looking at life expectancies of different dogs, and apparently Chihuahua is the worst dog on the planet lives longer than any other dog australian uh australian uh uh sheep dogs or cattle dogs also but i see that poodles what do you know about poodles <gasps> my dog is a woodle he's half poodle half soft-coated wheat and terrier yeah my boys are poodle any mix. idea off the top of your head if my dog is going to have a long life expectancy i'm just curious um, I think that you could expect your dog to have a longer than average life expectancy. Um, it's not going to live as long as a as a Chihuahua because it doesn't have enough hate and spite, and it's hard to keep it pure. <laughs> so are Chihuahuas Italian based? Yeah, are they are Italian? They? <laughs> uh, I'm only teasing, of course, but anybody that's ever had an experience with a Chihuahua knows that they are very feisty for and their little guys. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, well, I think this is incredible. In all seriousness, sometimes a pets are truly the only thing that people have whether they look at them as children oh he's my son i truly tell me otherwise and i will fight you and in a pandemic i think a lot of people realized how much they need their pet and what an emotional support they are and so however we can prolong their life dr audrey rupel i will a thousand be a thousand percent be emailing you i i do need you to be ready for that i will send a photo for she's, she's not even kidding at I'm all i'm like can we just finish the segment this isn't so like, i can email her this isn't like an on-air thing where it's like a radio personality then she'll forget about you afterwards she's going to be obsessed with you and i she's don't even have you. a radio personality <laughs> so, dr audrey i'm that. just very much myself lived in and then i'm going to <laughs> be like hey <laughs> they just turn the mics on and we just talk <laughs> <laughs> no thank you so much dr audrey ripple for more people uh, for people that want more information where can they visit for their own dogs dogagingproject.org dogagingproject.org thank you so much 
Thanks so much for having me. It's great talking to you. you Always. Okay, coming out. We're talking about women coming out later <laughs> in life. You just said coming out. We're talking about women coming out. It's a lot of coming Listen, out. Listen, I just got to get Bruno with Dr. Audrey. It's all I can think about now. I can't shake it. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. One of the conversations they tried to have on HBO Max's and just like that, the reboot of Sex and the City, is sort of coming to terms with sexuality or your sexuality even evolving later in life. Miranda Hobbs, her character... Uh, has been in love with Steve for many, many years. They're married, they have a family, and then she meets Che Diaz, a non-binary character played by Sara Ramirez. And uh, you really sort of like loved or hated the Mm storyline. Most people hated it, Mm -hmm. right? But I think the story they were trying to tell is women oftentimes, more often than men, I think, uh, later in life, realizing that their priorities in a relationship have shifted. And they might be attracted or, or are drawn to different types of people, which is why this headline really jumped out of this. So I want to have a, a conversation about it because you happen to be a woman. I Did do. you know that? I You're really, a woman. really do. Here's the headline. I gave my husband a threesome and then I left him for a woman. Listen to me. I know this story very well personally. <laughs> I know it well. Talk. I share. Dated. Reveal. So my ex, we were together for five years. Yes. And it's very important to acknowledge that like my very first person was a woman and I really wanted to be with women, but women did not want to be with me. And I, uh, for whatever reason, it was also 15 years ago. It was just a different time, whatever. I met this guy. He was wonderful. I loved him. I was very attracted to him. I didn't mind being intimate with him. Like it wasn't anything like that. I wasn't grossed out. Um, But I knew that I really kind of wanted to be with women. So throughout the five years, I would say to him like... I don't know. I just, I feel like I still want to be with women. And oftentimes he would say, well, do you want to have a threesome? And I was like, no, you don't get it, babe. It's not going to be the threesome that you want. Like Mm -hmm. I will be attracted to her and I will leave you for her. Like, it's not going to be like, we're all in this together. And I really had to, (laughs) like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to ask you to remove yourself. (laughs) Like, get out of the room and give me my time. But I wanted to be respectful of him. And so I did it because I didn't want it to seem like, you know, cheating. It was a very complicated situation. It was also complicated because I came from a home that was very insane and chaotic and dysfunctional. And when I met my ex, he was, and still very much is, the most functional, rational, kindest, safest Mm. place ever. And it was sort of like, do I compromise what I want for also kind of like what I need? And at 22, I needed that safe space, which he provided. And he was a wonderful man. I will always say that. But the threesome was not happening because of that. It's interesting. It brings to mind, you know, Glennon Doyle, uh, who was married, had three kids with her husband many years together, and then met Abby Wambach and left her husband and children. And and they've all worked it out. And they are like actually like a blended family now. But she and Abby are fantastic together. Um, But it kind of reminds me of that. And it's interesting because... It's a little different than having, you know, a threesome. I've had threesomes, and it's it's different than having a threesome in a, in a same sex relationship where you're bringing in a third. Because I've always said this: like, I, uh, if you've got the the size of a mattress, if you have a California king or larger, I would just go straight to the foursome. Don't do the threesome because when you're doing a threesome, there's always a third person who is more interested in somebody else. It's true. And I remember I'm years sorry, and years ago, um, and we were all men, but I remember years ago, and this happened a couple times where I was with uh, my ex and he and I had some issues with our relationship sexually. And so we had a couple of threesomes. And every time the guy, one time in particular, this guy pulled me aside and whispered to me, 
I just want you. And I'm like, nope, nope, you can't say that. That's the problem. I cannot be with you now at all in any capacity because right. you just said that. Right. And I don't want to hear that. Uh, this is a little bit different, though. This is this is like, how do you even compete with this? And if if that's the interesting thing, because this woman, she said that this was her husband's birthday gift. And in a matter of weeks oh after this, God. she's like, oh, wow, this is what I've been missing my entire life. This is the missing piece. I never knew what it could feel like to actually have sex with somebody. I just thought what I was doing with my husband all these years was just, that was just sex. Uh, and a few weeks uh, later, she filed uh, for divorce. Okay, listen. Over. Done. Done and dusted. This never woman looked back. that I'm very good friends with, she called me like two years ago. She's happily, happily married. Two beautiful children. Great career. Married to a man? Married to a man. Got it. Married to her college sweetheart. Well, often the case. And it's all you've ever so, known. Sure. And he's also lovely. Yeah, I'm sure. She called me and she said, I'm going to just make this story very long story short. She went to a girl's getaway. She ended up hooking up with one of the girls. Uh-oh. And it was there on. It, is. it was just on. She said, I've never experienced anything like this sexually, not, nothing. So she went back to her husband and she said, this is like what happened. But this is pretty iconic. And I really applaud relationships for however they managed to work things out. He was devastated. And he was like, what's going on? She was like, well, truly, I've never been pleased by you. Like, it's never, you've never like taken initiative. There's a lot of things that you didn't do right. He was so devastated. He got every book, everything, every, they had a full breakdown of like sex, like what she liked, what she didn't like. And they are... Still married. They have the most incredible sex oh, life. he picked up his game. And he picked up his game. And I said, well, so do you still miss women? And she said, I do. Like, I, I miss that experience because, like, it was really beautiful. But I feel very fulfilled with my husband. Isn't that interesting? Maybe we are all a little more fluid than we realize, yes. to be honest. Because when it comes down to it, 95, 90, 99% of your relationship is not in bed. It's not sexual, True. especially after the first six months. True. If you're with somebody for any uh, significant amount of time, it's not about that. It's about the connection and the intimacy. And I've always said, listen, and I've, I've actually thought about this in recent years, probably because you always look at me like you want to sleep with me. So I've been thinking oh about it Oh, my God, more. idiot. But, but I, I've always <laughs> said, like, listen, I'm gay as the day is long. You know, the, the, the Kinsey scale, I believe in it. We're all on the spectrum, blah, 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 right? I'm like 100% gay. I can't imagine being with a woman. Yeah. But then even now saying that as a 41-year-old man, I'm like, okay, is that even fair to say? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I like to be like, okay, maybe there's a percentage. Maybe but a percentage I also think it's like, okay to not have a percentage. But yeah, but, but To but just be like, I, I, I love men. I also happen to very much be in love with one man, so that's where I am now. Right. But, like, this idea that that we find everything in one person or one gender or when there are multiple genders to begin with, it's, it's outdated. And I think this is really interesting. And I think kudos to the husband for being like, okay, cool. I can hear that. You cheated on me. I'm not going to be upset about that any longer than I need to be. And I'm going to put in the work. Because you know what? I care about you. It's also really important to see if there's a role that you play when it comes. Look, there's always two people in a story. And I think it is really great that he stepped up. I also think that be very careful. And also, this is to cis hetero men. Be careful when you ask for a threesome. Yes. Because these women are really starting to find their power. Yeah, you better be real confident you're providing everything she needs. I know that's right. And women can also provide for themselves. It's not We're not living in that old world. Women uh-uh. can pay their bills and they can sleep with other so women. You so Italian right there talking about the old world. What did I say? The old world. <laughs> A very Italian thing to say. It was an Italian thing to say. All right, coming up, if that's not the lesson of the day... Uh, We're talking 2022 Oscar nominations announced. We have a clip of one of the celebrities that we interviewed last year that's being nominated, and we'll play that for you next. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Channel Q. That's the latest from Charlie Puth Light Switch. Funny Charlie Puth story. Uh, this is a reminder that you never know when somebody's going to pop. He and I used to have the same trainer. He's a good buddy of mine. Oh he's my god! To my wedding, um, and he's like, "Yeah, I got this 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 client of mine, Charlie Puth. He's about to go off." And then all of a sudden, he had a single with I think it was Wiz Khalifa. They did that single years ago. Wasn't that the song for uh, Fast and the Furious or something? Or was it Charlie? Was no, that right? It was with G E C. G was it G E Z? Yeah. And all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, Charlie Puth is like this huge household name now. Yes. There he is. I've interviewed him a couple times. Major. Really great guy. Uh, this is also Major Michaela. It's uh, time for another round of what's popping. What do you have for us? Okay. Well, let's get to it because I will say that I think Oscars, Grammys, Academy Awards—they don't have the same backing as they used to. I think that people don't put as much energy into it. However, they're still such a big deal and we want to honor them. Uh, Starting with Ariana DeBose, we had her on our show just last year. Take a listen. Uh, She came to talk about her work on the prom. I did go to my prom and, uh, you know, I think that's part of what made this film experience so special for me. It was full circle. At my prom, my prom date was my best friend. Jonathan Caberta, oh, and yeah. he knew at the time I was uh, questioning. So while we're at this prom, this girl I had a crush on walks up to me and asked me to dance. And he said, yes, go dance with her, live your life. And I did. And then while I was having a good time moving and grooving, um, I began to realize people were staring at us hmm. and not necessarily in a friendly way. And so I backed away from her and I went back and me and my, my date, my bestie, we went to the punch bowl. Um, <laughs> still so, a then, thing. so then to get to uh, the Ryan Murphy inclusive prom at the end of this film to 
to portray a character who ultimately gets to dance with the girl she wants to dance with and be celebrated, to be cheered for. That was such a full circle moment because I think that's what everybody deserves. A prom where right. you can be celebrated Ooh. and and to have that just that energy of acceptance. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing. She's being celebrated now a with an Oscar percent. nomination. And listen, going to prom is always such a scary thing, I think, for everybody unless you're the most popular. And for her to be able to experience that in a movie to sort of replace the memory of her being judged, oh, I love it. Also, if she wins this, she will become, I don't know if it's the first, maybe the second, the first or the second person to ever uh, win an Oscar for portraying the same character that somebody else won an Oscar for. Rita Moreno won an Oscar for this Incredible. role. Incredible. Uh, as Anita back in the day, and she has a chance to do the same. I think she's going to. That'd be so I think cool. she's the most clear-cut favorite of all the categories. Yeah. And it's just wild to think she was just on our show last year, and here she is. Accepting an she, Oscar. She talked about it a little bit, say, hey, I'm doing West Side Story in the future. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be fun for you. Yeah. And the funny thing was when she was on our show, she was like star number two. Yeah. Joellen Pellman was the was the star of the prom, and Ariana DeBose was sort of like the 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 secondary character. Yes. Fast forward a year, things have here changed quite well, a bit. Well, also another fan favorite here on the Morning Beat, Billie Eilish snags her first Oscar nod for original song "No Time to Die." Also, always the biggest love for Beyonce, who's also picking up her first ever Oscar nom. If you can believe it, after everything she's done, she will be getting an Oscar nom for "Be Alive" in the movie. King Richard, uh, which is also getting the Best Picture nominee. Uh, so it's amazing news. All of our queens, I think it's really special, and uh, I hope that they win. I hope that they make some history. It seems to be really female-heavy, though, and that's what I like to see. I think um, that we've seen in the past just a lot of like white cis people be nominated, and now to see like not only such a diverse a group of people being nominated, also very female-heavy, which is great. Yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's getting yeah. better. There's a female director nominated. There's, there's there's some strides being made. It's not Oscar so white anymore. Absolutely. All right, coming up, speaking of women and the community, stalking remains to be a huge problem for women and our LGBTQ people. Katie M. Edwards, associate professor at University of Nebraska-Lincoln, joins us to talk about what we need to know in order to stay safe. Coming up in the next hour. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. We're talking about uh, a, a touchy topic coming up here in about 15 minutes. It's stalking. It, it remains a problem for women and those in our community. So we're talking to Katie M. Edwards, Associate Professor of University of Nebraska-Lincoln, uh, about this. Uh, and and she's got some some tips and tricks and thoughts. Uh, if you ever just feel like you're a little bit uncomfortable in your surroundings, maybe you're looking over your shoulder a little bit too much. I know this is something you deal with pretty frequently. Uh, and it's gotten worse here in Los Angeles uh, and probably across the country. Crime has gone up during the pandemic. Uh, and I think this is just a conversation that not a lot of people are having. We're going to have it. Well, I'm going to uh, applaud you and thank you for something. I'm very jumpy. And like I grew up in a very poor area, so there's no reason that I should feel like new to just, you know, like walking around areas that may not be safe. However, I've gotten increasingly, increasingly jumpy in the past couple of years, even to where you were like, hey, I think there's like an underlying issue. Like you're very jumpy. And I was like, okay, I can look at that. And I got held at gunpoint when I was 18 and I never dealt with it. I was never, I just let it go. Wait, like I was on to something? A thousand percent. And I went to my therapist and I was like, my best friend said that like, I'm really like abnormally jumpy. And I think that he's right. Does stupid. Everyone knows that. This is what I took away from that. 
I know, I know, <laughs> no, I, just, I I'm know. Excited. We're talking about me in therapy. That's incredible. <laughs> I said, do you think that's the thing? And she said, you know, things can happen in our lives that trigger us later on. And with the state of the world right now, it's scary. With here just in Los Angeles, it's scary. And anything can kind of trigger that. And so you might be looking over your shoulder even more for reasons that you weren't even aware of. Mm. So thank you for calling that out for me. But it's just it is. I do it a lot, and it's really scary, especially as a woman or somebody in the community right yeah, now. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I'm six foot five, and I do it. Yeah. Like I look over my. There's 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 a couple who's been living in a truck outside of our home for a year now. <gasps> I saw that truck on the street, and and they're kind of aggressive and kind of loud, and I don't understand. Part of me is like, how come I can get a ticket if I park somewhere two minutes too long and you're just allowed to live there? 100%. But at the same time, the other part of me is like, well, I want to be empathetic because it's it's a struggle, I'm sure. I can't even imagine what that must be like. But then also, like, the guy's really mean and aggressive and yelling. And I had to walk home from work one day last week, and I was looking over my shoulder the entire time. So we're having the conversation coming up in just a bit. So stick around for that. Uh, right now, though, it's time for some news on the beat. What's happening, Michaela? All right, people. Arizona lawmakers announced on Monday that they would introduce legislation to protect gay and transgender people from discrimination. Finally! Good news! Finally! At the hands of businesses, landlords, and employers, the anti-discrimination legislation comes from a, bi- a bipartisan group of lawmakers, including the state's Republican House Speaker, Russell Bowers. The legislation prohibits discrimination based on sexual orientation or gender identity in places of work and public accommodation, as well as in housing matters. Religious institutions would be exempt from the policy, but not individuals who claim that their faith prevents them from serving certain customers, according to the Associated Press, though many businesses and faith leaders support the measure. It is opposed by a social conservative group known as the Center for Arizona Policy, according to the Wire Service. All right, another news. Anti-LGBTQ pastor Greg Locke held a book burning in Tennessee last week where he burned books, including Harry Potter and Twilight, to deliver his flock from demons. But as it turns out, he wasn't the only one throwing some books on the pyre that night. In a video posted on YouTube by Chris Harden and his husband, the couple arrived at the book burning with a protest in mind. Harden's husband can be seen throwing a Bible on the fire and yelling, Hail Satan! It took him shouting, I burned a Bible several times before they stopped cheering and realized they'd been had. Harden wrote in the caption for the video, Attendees threw books into the fire as other congregants looked on, cheering and blowing air horns. Harden's husband joined in and informed the crowd of what he had done. I burned the Bible, he said to the cheering group. When the crowd realized what he was saying, they suddenly turned on him and started demanding he leave. Once they reached their car, the couple staged one more protest as they shared a kiss to the cries of horror from those surrounding the vehicle. After leaving the book burning, the couple headed across the street to join a group of atheist and pagan counter-protesters who were playing Highway to Hell and watching a Harry Potter movie via a projector. First of all, I've been looking for a projector, and I don't know where they found one, just on the side of the street that they were able to display Harry Potter. But that's what I took away from this. Do we know where we can get a projector? uh, Amazon. I got one at home. You do? And I have a 150-inch screen that goes with it. Great, I'll be filming at your house. Oh, I got it. Yeah, you can use it. Uh, you can definitely use it. I got a, um, I got it from Hulu this year for working with them for the Emmys. It was a Christmas gift or like end of the year gift. That's amazing. Yeah, Do you just really nice. put it in front of a big wall? Well, I have a, I have a screen that you, uh, it goes up. It's a white screen. It's 150 inches. Where? I've never big. seen that in your house. I've never used it. I got it from Hulu. It's not even put up yet. Open. No, it's brand new. It's in the box. <laughs> you need to use it. Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. Just ask. Woo.
First, you treat my PTSD. Now you're helping me with my music wow, video. Wow, I treated your PTSD. Whoa. That's incredible. Whoa, sounds like we should get into a little weather because it's nice in here. It's... <laughs> the weather is gorgeous here, by the way, oh, all week it's long. It's gorgeous. I know. I don't want to brag to anyone that's living in cold but weather. But also, it's like mid 80s. It's 81 today. It's incredible. 73 in Vegas, 84 in Palm Springs, 63 in Houston, and 61 in Kansas City. Now give us a vibe of the day. The struggle you're in today is developing the strength you need for tomorrow. Come on. You That's got right. it. Just use this time to rest. Everything is happening. <laughs> I love how it's always your advice. Just rest, honey. It's okay. It's all happening. You just got to take a just nap, take honey. A nap. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Coming up, stalking remains a problem for women and LGBTQ plus people. Katie M. Edwards, associate professor at University of Nebraska, joins us to talk about how we can remain safe. Coming up next. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. A conversation that Michaela and I have uh, more often than I would have expected, uh, something I never really considered, is that you oftentimes feel like you're being stalked or you feel like somebody is following you. And as, as a woman who's five foot two, it's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, I feel like my story is every woman's story. I feel like I'm very paranoid um, just the way that I was raised. But I will tell you, my issue, one of my biggest, is waking up and getting into my car at 5 a.m., 4.30 a.m., and having to walk to my car. I have this trick that you actually said was psychotic, but I'm still doing it. (laughs) I will press, I press the panic button four times, and I let that go off. So you just wake up all the neighbors. I don't care. I'm like, if anyone's around my car, here's your warning. Get away from me. I got to think, hopefully, there's a better solution than a panic button that's going to wake everybody up. However, because the thing is, at 4.30, when you're getting up, you're being responsible. Most people that are up at 4.30 are still up from the night before. They might not be quite in the same situation Yeah, they might you be are. drunk and they might want to attack me, so, so I press that panic button. So here to talk about it is an associate <laughs> professor at University of Nebraska-Lincoln, uh, Katie M. Edwards. Uh, Katie, thank you so much for joining us. Um, what is it about stalking that is so like it feels like it's happening more it feels like it's happening more to women and people from our community right now what's going on yeah so thank you for having me i think you know i i'm not sure that we have data that it's necessarily happening more i think it's something that certainly we're having more conversations about which is really important because i think that stalking is certainly a very pernicious crime and something that has really detrimental short and long-term outcomes both on individuals and families and communities and something that i think we're starting to to really focus a lot more both in research and in practice as well Mm. Well, I want to talk to you. Oftentimes, people will be stalked, women and members of our LGBTQ community, but the police Mm -hmm. or somebody that's in charge really don't do anything. And unfortunately, there's been a lot of end stories. There was one story I read about a woman who'd been stalked since like the 80s, and he actually went to jail. And immediately when he came out, he was able to attack her and ultimately it, it ended in death. So I think it's hard for women and members of our community to not only not feel safe, but to feel like anybody's listening to them. So what would you Mm -hmm. suggest? 
Yeah, well, I mean, I think this really gets at a larger culture of believing survivors, you know, and I think we're seeing some positive movement because of the Me Too movement and other similar movements. But, you know, I think sometimes, unfortunately, practitioners, community members, even family members may not may not believe a survivor who's being stalked for various reasons. And I think, you know, we really have a lot of work to do in helping people to understand what is stalking um, and really debunking myths around stalking. You know, stalking is very rarely kind of a stranger hiding in the bush who's, who's following someone. It's, it's most often someone who's known to the person. It can be a, a romantic partner, an ex-partner, someone who's desiring a relationship with the victim. So I think we have a lot of work to do to really educate people around what is stalking and really debunking myths that I think people hold around stalking and really making sure that people know how to support survivors when they disclose to them that they are experiencing stalking and to take it seriously. Well, let's start there because I it feels like you talk about the culture that we live in and, and what we accept and what we don't accept. And it feels like, and we have a personal story. Just a few weeks ago, a colleague of ours he made it made kind of a joke about having a stalker for like twenty years, and was kind of proud of it in a weird way. Like almost was like bragging that I have, I'm famous enough to have a stalker, and that's kind of been like the running joke for a long time. I think, especially for anybody who's of note, maybe in the entertainment industry, and like it's kind of almost a badge of honor to say you have a stalker in some weird, messed up sort of way. So let's let's backtrack to what you said a moment ago and define like what does it actually mean to be a stalker? Like when when does it cross the line and when should you like be concerned? Sure, sure. So there's, you know, certainly different definitions of stalking. I mean, essentially it's when there's a repeated course of conduct that's directed at a specific person that's causing some type of fear for their safety for themselves or the safeties of others. Um, as well as some type of emotional distress. So it's it's a repeated course of contact that has some type of negative impact on that person in terms of concerns about safety, as well as emotional distress. So, um, so, and it can be confusing for survivors. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes, again, when this is happening with someone that you have a relationship with, with you trust, it, it can be confusing to make sense of what's happening. And so there may not be that in, initial acknowledgement that what's happening is actually stalking. Right. Yeah, and I don't want Michaela to ever feel like I'm, I'm making light of, of, of her insecurities or her like you know fears mm-hmm. whether or not i think they're irrational or not is there a better way for her to feel comfortable going to her car in the morning than setting off her alarms at 4 30 a.m and waking up the neighbors i want her to feel safe but i also want her neighbors to be able to sleep in in the morning uh any any thoughts on that yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I think, you know, ultimately the onus of stalking is we have to stop perpetrators from doing this and we have to create communities that feel like they have responsibilities as well. I think anyone, if there's ever concern about that, certainly reaching out to a local crisis center to do safety planning, you know, to get advice on how to, you know, structure your environment in a way to ensure your safety. But again, I, I think it's really important that we we not put the onus of responsibility for safety on on the person experiencing it, because at the end of the day, it's 100 percent the responsibility of the perpetrator and the community to prevent it. Well, we appreciate you having this conversation with us. I feel like the way that you said it into this Me Me Too movement, survivors are starting to sort of get believed, but we have so much work to do, especially when it comes to our community, women and um, stalking. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Katie M. Edwards, Associate Professor at University of Nebraska, for joining us. We hope to talk to you soon. 
Thank you so much. Take care. Of course. Okay, speaking of stalking, is your neighbor spying on you? What should this woman say to her neighbor that feels uncomfortable that she's wearing sports bras in her own home? We'll discuss next. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. All right, so I don't know about your new place, Michaela. I haven't been there yet. You haven't invited me. You keep telling me you need to do some things before you're ready. Okay. Yada, yada, yada. But you've been to my place. So cute. And I live in a tower on the 10th floor. Love it. And we have a huge window in our living room. A lot of, lot of windows, to be honest. But our living room window faces outward. Beautiful sunsets. Also faces the other side of the tower. And they're just you can see into everybody's place. Right. There used to be a man next to us that used to uh, pleasure himself. Oh my god! On his you bed. can literally see everything I've seen from the tower. And I like I never wanted to look that direction again. Yes. We also saw a couple one time randomly have sex in the living room at late night years ago. I mean that's kind of hot. And then we kind of like no they were they were not hot. Okay. But then but my partner I did like turn on all the lights and like we were like oh my god oh my god what's happening what's happening when we like crouched down and like peeked for just a little bit just because we were curious right there's really nothing to see we don't actually watch them engage in the act we sort of saw the aftermath <laughs> whatever okay so it brings me to this article right here this woman is saying that her neighbor calls her an exhibitionist for wearing her bra in her own home and doesn't want her to do it anymore she's 25 years old she took to reddit to share uh that her neighbor had been in- said that she had been incredibly inappropriate after she was spotted wearing a sports bra through the window of her own home, she explains that she likes to start her mornings by working out in her home gym after she removes her top, leaving on her sports bra, uh, and continues on to the bathroom. She said over the weekend she made herself some food before jumping into the shower. So, I'm still in my sports bra, and I still have my shorts pants on while I'm doing this, and I personally don't see anything wrong with it, though the Redditor was certainly not rude. In some states, it's illegal, actually, to do this, to walk around your home without clothing to other the others mm-hmm. can see okay i have a huge Who, problem with this who's, who's the a-hole here first and foremost didn't brandy chastain take off her jersey and have a sports yes, bra yes it was the that most was iconic big, moment yes, ever live for the it. don't you pass a gap ad and literally see them in their bras mm-hmm. don't you pass savage fenty and see them in their bras and billboards like give me a break first of all i take this personally because i never wear clothes in my house i hate them and i don't care if the windows are open I don't care about anything. It's my house. And Lisa has been like, I think we should at least shut the blinds or the curtains so that not everybody can see you. And I'm like, I don't care. It's my house. You can't tell me what you do. So to make it in some places just completely illegal where you're banning. Well, to your point. So in like Louisiana, okay, in Louisiana, people have been arrested for being naked in their own home. Which is unbelievable. But then you go to a place like New York, and I can't imagine this would ever work there. But in New York, you're allowed to. So... You think New York City, everybody sees into everybody's homes? You can be naked all day long. Nothing's going to be done. But that's totally their prerogative. And for this woman, she's at least in her sports bra. Yeah. For this woman to take such offense to it, just don't look, sis. It's not your business. Wait, Vanessa, can you look up the laws in California or in Los Angeles? I don't know what they are because here's the thing. I'll be real honest. Go off. Sometimes in the morning, I get up and have a cup of coffee or maybe just go to, I don't know, just walk through, get some water in the kitchen. I'm completely naked. Yeah, because it's your house and that's how people sleep. But I also have the window wide open. That's and okay. And low-key don't care that much. But also, I don't want like some kid to see me and like their parents to be like, I, I know who my neighbors are for the most part and they're all adults. But that doesn't mean I necessarily want them to see me either. But I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to go to jail. Um, um, Vanessa, am I going to go to jail if somebody sees like my booty in the morning? You get a $1,000 fine. $1,000? If they can yeah. see through your window naked? Yeah, Please, they should, they should pay $1,000 to see me. this bum. It's cute. Listen, uh, this is all Yikes. just, this goes into a broader conversation. Now that you bring up children, 
naked bodies are literally how we came into this world. That's true. We as America sexualize being naked so beyond. If a if a kid, some, my niece, my niece and I still take um, showers and baths, and we probably always will because she's five. That's my girl, and it's like not a big deal whatsoever. I feel like if you don't make it sexual and if you don't sexualize bodies, like talk to your kids like a grown up. Be like, that's somebody's. Yeah, those like that. Those are their. They're private areas that you cannot touch without permission. That's real. Can I tell you though? The first time I gave my dog a bath after he got sick on himself when he was a puppy, you were naked. I no, I wore a swimsuit in the bathtub because I felt inappropriate and I was nervous. I didn't with wa- your dog. Yeah. Why, babe? I don't know. It's how, right. I think it's how we're raised. Okay. I mean, I hear that. I totally hear that. But I just but have I'll still to walk through my home nude. Yeah, of course, with the windows open. I just think it's ridiculous. I think this story is ridiculous, and I think it just goes to show how many people can't mind their own business. Like this woman who's upset that a woman in her sports bra is walking around. I want to know if our listeners walk around in their homes nude. Take a poll, Hit, Vanessa. Yeah, put it on. Put it on our Instagram on We Are Channel Q and, and go take the poll. I want to know. Am I oh, am yeah. I alone in this, Those or is this babes, more common than than I realize? Those babes in Palm Springs all have pools. They're walking naked. Nobody's They're jumping in that clothes. pool. Now I wouldn't wear clothes either. It's too hot. Good morning, Beat Channel Q. Well, I'll tell you, like they said in Rent, uh, there's no day but today. There's no better day than this day right now. Yes. I was listening to the song that I was just playing a moment ago. I loved it. See what I did there? Yes, I did. And I thought it was beautiful. Don't sit around and wait for better days. Make today a better day. Don't do it. Ready for what's popping? Ready. Do it. Okay, so Caitlyn Jenner, uh, who's extremely problematic, uh, also an Olympic athlete, Republican politician, is standing up in defense of conservative podcaster Joe Rogan, even though he has mocked her for being transgender in the past. Bye-bye leftover hippies from the 60s boycotting Joe Rogan on Spotify, Jenner tweeted, referring to musicians who've pulled their music catalogs from Spotify because of the Swedish app's $100 million contract with Joe Rogan. Nobody will miss you. Thank you, Spotify, for standing up for Rogan. Now, he has said that people who are healthy and exercising all the time don't need to get vaccinated against COVID-19. He had a guest on who compared the pandemic measures to the Holocaust, and he's been problematic. Here's the problem. Here's the thing, like, with Republicans, like, with Ann Coulter, with, like, all of these people that we just like. We know where they stand, and although we don't like them, we know that's just who they are. With Caitlyn Jenner, it feels like she's just grasping at straws to stay relevant. One day, she's a Kardashian. The next day, she wants to be uh, running for, uh, you know, governor. Now, she's like, bye-bye, political, bye-bye, 60s. And then she was also running for governor and left to do a reality show in Australia. Yeah, like, it's... Huh? That's where it's like super messy. It's, I think she's a disaster. It's like when Janice Ian is yelling at Lindsay Lohan's character and she says, at least me and Regina know that we're bitchy. You just try to pretend like you're this nice girl. The way that you just made a Mean Girls reference and you went switched back and forth effortlessly between character names and real life names. You're impressed. Katie Heron was her name. Katie Lindsay Lohan. Heron. That's and right. And Janice Ian was a character. I know. That's right. My point is... If you're going to be bitchy, just be that way. But the way that Caitlyn Jenner flip-flops, it's just, no one takes her seriously. And I don't take that seriously either. Yeah. Bye-bye, 60s hippies. You know the last time I liked Caitlyn Jenner? Tell me. Her Vanity Fair cover. I remember when that cover oh my came God, out. It was and so I was so iconic. blown away. And she looked so stunning. And I was so excited. I know. For like the trans and that movement. White and white outfit. Yeah, and then she talked. And then she kept talking. And then she never shut up. 
and now I just can't, I just wish she would go away. True. She's just done so much harm to the community, and I just can't, I can't bear to listen to her any longer. A hundred percent, I agree. All right, coming up, speaking of Olympics, should the Winter Olympics have been canceled? Olympians in tears over poor living conditions, lack of food at the Winter Games, we'll discuss in the next hour. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Should the Olympics have just been canceled altogether? That's the conversation we're having 15 minutes from now as we're getting more and more stories of athletes who are testing positive for COVID. Uh, An American skater, uh, Vincent Chow, uh, tested positive and he fought for so many years to get back to the Olympics and tested positive the day before and cannot compete. Crazy. It's so heartbreaking, especially in a sport like that where you're out on the ice by yourself. There's nobody near you. You're not going to breathe on anybody. Um, But they're trying to keep people safe. I get it. But we're seeing all these videos on social media of people in quarantine and just crying endlessly crying because the food the conditions are just miserable yeah i mean china's already problematic af Mm -hmm. should we have just skipped the olympics altogether this time around i feel like yes listen i I watched nathan chen last night and i was you know brought to tears i was so excited to see him skate so well after his horrible fall and his horrible short program in pyeongchang four years ago and i'm a big olympics fan even having said that though it just doesn't have the same feel the stadiums are empty. It's in a communist country. It's just not the most yeah, it's uplifting not the moment. moment, especially for queer people. When when you're being told to bring burner phones Oof. just to go to the Olympics because the, the communists are going to try to hack into your your cell phones, get your information, that maybe we shouldn't be going there for the Olympics anymore. Listen, and you have to imagine the state of mind these athletes are in. Their folk, the pressure. Their whole life. Whole life. The pressure of their whole country being on their shoulders. Are they going to win? Are they going to make it? That's already enough. Then the pressure from their loved ones, their family. Then, like you said, they've literally prepared their entire, entire life. Well, there's a girl from Southern California who is competing in figure skating for China. I'm not competing, babe. It was a dream of mine. She got dead last in the short program and is getting like death threats. Stop. All over social media. Oh, wait. Yeah. I thought the story was that she was c- competing for California, but she decided to switch because she went to China and she decided to skate for China. And now she's getting death threats from China. Yeah, because she did so poorly. Right. But I'm saying, imagine you switch. Like, I thought that she switched countries to compete. Well, she did. Because, yeah, you have to. You, generally, you have to renounce your citizenship if you're going to compete for China. So she had to give up her American citizenship. But it's not clear whether or not she did. The problem is for them, they're saying she doesn't even speak Chinese. Right. Uh, she's but very imagine much an American. being able to like compete for America, however the situation is. You do not compete for China. You think it's going to be great. And now you're getting death threats. And well, you're she kind of had well. to. She wouldn't have made our team. She wasn't good enough for our team. But, that's, but she made but China. Yeah. Imagine and now she's, being her. And now, it's a lot. So we're going to talk about it coming up in about 13 minutes. Uh, are you watching the Olympics? We want to know. Uh, head over to wearechannelq.com. Follow us on social media. Shoot us a DM. I, I'm curious to know like who's actually watching this Yeah. Thing. I know um, I'm not. Nathan Chen is phenomenal, though. So definitely. And this girl, this 15-year-old girl from uh, Russia uh, who threw down multiple quads the other night. Quads. No woman's ever done it before. Wow. She did three of them, and one I mean, is insane. Uh, but right now, though, it is time for news on the beat. I could gag about the Olympics all day long. All right, babe. Well, the log cabin Republicans launched a vile attack on Chastain Buttigieg, husband of Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, over Florida's proposed Don't Say Gay Law. The group supports the bill that would forbid teachers from discussing sexual orientation or gender identity in primary school classrooms or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students. LCR quickly jumped to defend the Republicans 
Republican attempts to smear LGBTQ people as dangerous, using stereotypical anti-LGBTQ smears to do it. Instead of defending LGBTQ kids and parents, they slyly accuse them of child abuse. Contrary to Chastin Buttigieg's LGBT fear-mongering and attempt to for attention on CNN. Florida's parental rights and education bill will not silence gay people. It certainly will not kill them, President Charles Moran stated. All it does is reinforce the common sense belief that teacher-led classroom discussions around sexual and gender identity do not belong in primary schools. Moran also actively opposes the Equality Act, landmark LGBTQ non-discrimination legislation that would add sexual orientation and gender identity to federal civil rights legislation. I'll just say I think there's a special place in hell for those who turn on their own. I just, I just, I don't, I don't understand how the log cabin Republicans can support these things. And I'm going to fully back you on that. No. All right. Another news. California will end its indoor masking requirement for vaccinated people next week. But masks still are the rule for school children. State health officials announced yesterday amid rapidly falling coronavirus cases. After February 15th, unvaccinated people still will be required to be masked indoors and everyone vaccinated or not will have to wear masks in higher risk areas like public transit and nursing homes and other congregate living facilities, officials said. Local governments can continue their own indoor masking requirements. And last week, Los Angeles County's health officials said they intend to keep theirs in place beyond the state deadline. State officials have also announced that indoor mega events with more than 1,000 people will have to require vaccinations or negative tests. For those attending and those who are unvaccinated will be required to wear masks. For outdoor events with more than 10,000 people, there is no vaccination requirement, but masks or negative tests are recommended. Yeah, I just got another order of 100 masks in the mail the other day. And every single time that happens, I'm like, this is the last time. This is the last time we're ordering these. Yes. And then we order more. And then I stop ordering and my friends like Dr. Jen Mann send me more. So yeah, never going to run out of those. I went through a phase for a couple of weeks, uh, for a few weeks probably during the holidays where I was wearing N95s a lot because the Omicron was spreading so much. I'm back to the uh, three-ply medical. I get the black ones. They're cute. They go with most of my outfits. I, I've been using the N95 and they're thick. They're, they're hard, hard. Especially they're, to go to the gym. I'm like. It's <laughs> difficult. Try getting on a treadmill in one of those things. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah, I did. It was awful. Yeah. All right, let's get into weather. A high of 81 in L.A., 73 in Vegas, 84 in Palm Springs, 63 in Houston. Now give us a vibe of the day. The struggle you're in today is developing the strength you need for tomorrow. Well, you've been through a struggle the last two years. Our tomorrow must be looking pretty bright. God, I hope so. Something really great around the corner give after us the pandemic. To look forward to. Yes. All right, coming up, uh, should the Winter Olympics have been canceled? Olympians in tears over poor living conditions, lack of food. When is enough enough? We'll discuss next. Good morning, B. Channel Q. So the Olympics come around every four years, and it might not feel like that right now because if you're a casual observer, you're thinking, hey, we just had the Olympics this summer, right? Mm -hmm. Well, so they are staggered every two years, every four years for the winter and every two for the summer. That started back in, I think, 1992 or 94 in Albertville or Lillehammer, one of those. And because of the pandemic, the last Olympics in Tokyo were pushed back by a full year. So here we are less than six months later, and it's the Winter Olympics. Right. Uh, in, in the place where COVID-19 was first discovered, we're in China, right? Beijing, they hosted the Summer Olympics 2008. Uh, but we've learned so much more about China in the time since then that many are already upset in the fact that we'd be going to a place that 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 is accused of such atrocities against their own humans, their own, their own people, their own citizens. Uh, a communist nation is very, very problematic. 
should we have canceled the Olympics altogether based on just that? Right. The covid and the and the and the communism of, of it all. Right. Because what what we're seeing take place now in this sort of bubble that they're attempting, it's not really working out that well. For instance, uh, Vincent Joe is a is an American figure skater and he placed, I think, sixth four years ago in Pyeongchang. It was devastating. He's he's had a great career since uh, he's one of the top three probably skaters in the entire world. Three or four, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and he competed in the team, got a silver medal. And then this happened. I have no idea how to start off this video properly, so I'm just going to get started. I have tested positive for COVID-19, and unfortunately, I will have to withdraw from the individual event starting tomorrow. It seems pretty unreal that of all the people, uh, it would happen to myself. And that's not just because I'm still processing this turn of events, but also because I have been doing everything in my power to stay free of COVID. And that, that part right there, I've done everything in my power. And that's what breaks my heart. This is a five minute video. He goes on and he breaks down and starts crying. And I'm not saying cancel it because this one person, you know, tested positive. I'm not saying that at all. But the testing parameters, many of these athletes are taking to social media and saying, hey, we get tested constantly twice a day and I don't get my results. I don't know where they are. I'm locked in a room. I'm quarantined. The food is disgusting. I can't eat it. I'm losing weight. I see my bones poking through, one woman said, because I'm being fed just trash. I mean, listen, I just don't think that it's fair. And this, what I'm about, this story that I'll share is nothing in comparison to Vincent in the Olympics. But, you know, I got really sick over Christmas and I had a big deal with Virgin Hotel that I was supposed to sing for New Year's Eve. But I was really sick and I was testing positive. But then because I'm vaccinated, I started feeling just fine, but I was still testing positive. And I was like, I, I guess I'm just going to have to say no to this gig that I've been prepping for that I was really excited for. Um, and even though I was feeling fine, I hadn't had a fever. You no longer could get it from me. I was vaccinated. It felt like all the precautions were taken. It ended differently for me because I ended up testing negative like the day of and was able to go. But I was devastated. And I can't imagine on such a larger. I mean, think about it. You've this isn't four years of preparation. When you were born three years old, four years old, you decided to make the decision to go into Olympic, I mean, to go into gymnastics or go into figure skating. Yeah, these are sports that only get accolades every four years. This is who you are. As bad as that may sound, like when I started singing at two years old, when I went on American Idol, I was like, I am a singer and that is who I am and that is my identity. These people associate so deeply with what they, their own artistry and to have something completely unforeseeable out of their hands, be like, here you go, it's a pandemic and also we don't have the adequate food for you. Well, it's also just unthinkable how they're treating these athletes in these villages because it's, it's so for one, one another example, there's so many examples. Go on social media, you'll find a million of these examples. A Polish speed skater, her name is Natalia. Uh, she was in isolation. Because she apparently tested positive for COVID, right? Well, they finally release her from isolation, which, to be fair, this isolation is almost like imprisonment. And to be in a nation that's already communist and treats their citizens the way they do, you can't imagine that they're going to have a ton of empathy for, like, foreigners, right? So you can understand why you're already feeling on edge. People are being told to take burner phones and not take their computers because the communist regime will hack into their their information and steal it. I mean, this is the scenario we're in. This Polish speed skater, Natalia, was released at 3 a.m., driven back to the Olympic Village, and just dropped off at 3 a.m., traumatized by the whole experience. Then they turn around and pick her back up and say, oh, we made a mistake in the test, grab her again, and lock her down again. 
And these things are happening time and time and time again. And these are not like, you've got to think, the Olympics are an international event. And they're giving some of these people, like some people are saying they get some like little Asian snacks and some chocolates and that's all they're getting. One woman said that she gets like some some cold kimchi and like some dry pasta with oh nothing on God. it. And the only thing she can eat is the pasta because everything else is so disgusting. It, it, even even at the best of times. Yeah, even at the best of times. It's not like they're getting cheeseburgers and fries. It's yeah. like they're getting things that like they may, may give them some comfort. I know I like certain comfort foods. Yeah, but I don't want a bowl of kimchi when I'm I'm sick. But they're not even just sick. They're not even just like resting. They might be fully healthy. They're literally burning so yes. many calories as an athlete and they're just not even being nourished properly i think it's completely irresponsible and what's even more unfortunate is because of the culture that we live in and just the culture of sports i'm sure the coaches and i'm sure the athletes are saying what doesn't kill you makes you stronger i can't walk away from this imagine the mental like the the mind f of all of that just constantly getting tested multiple times every single day and then still trying to compete at a top level you can't even wrap my brain around it i mean it's devastating I, I think it's totally wrong. Tell me something good. It's that time of the show, Michaela Gordon. We're going to wrap things up by sharing some good news. I know with our that's right, baby. Listeners, I actually want to switch this around a little bit, if that's okay. And I'm going to have you start with your story first. It's a sweet story about a grandmother, and then I'm going to end up with a little bit of a, a Black History Month tr- uh, trivia for you, a queer icon that you might already know about, but you might need to know a little bit more about. How about that? I would love that. What do you got? Okay, well, as you guys know, I was very close to my grandma Vivian Cavarici so much that she's getting an entire album that's turned into a visual album, and there will be pockets of uh, grandmothers that are not mine advice. It's going to be very sweet, and so the story really felt so sentimental to me. Um, Elena Mikolova gave advice that her grandmother gave to her to get through very difficult times. And she said, my my grandmother once gave me a tip. In difficult times, you move forward in small steps. Do what you have to do, but little by little. Don't think about the future or what may happen tomorrow. Wash the dishes, remove the dust, write a letter, make a soup. You see, you are advancing step by step. Take a step and stop. Rest a little, praise yourself, take another step, then another. You won't notice, but your steps will grow more and more, and the time will come when you can think about the future without crying. That's so beautiful to me. I feel like the best advice and advice that we rarely take from is much older people. Have you ever seen on um, on Instagram when they do like, they ask older people like, what was your biggest regret? Or what would you wish you would have done? Nobody and, ever says work more. And no one ever no says one. be on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. They say, I wish I would have gone for that job. I wish I would have slept more. I wish I would have gone after that person that I loved. So I think it's just beautiful. I love grandmas. I love grandmas, too. And as we continue uh, honoring our, our black brothers and sisters throughout uh, Black History Month, it's important to shine a light on some queer black trailblazers. Today is Alvin Ailey, the icon. Uh, Ailey was a cho- uh, choreographer who founded the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, one of the most prominent dance companies globally back in 1958. Talk about a trailblazer. Yes. 1958. Yes. Uh, his signature works, including Cry and Revelations, continue to be performed all over the world. In 2014, Ailey Ailey was posthumously awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom for his influential work in bringing dance to underserved communities. You can still go see Alvin Ailey performances around the world all the time. Incredible. To this day. And he's, uh, I mean, he left us in 1989. 
crazy. What an icon. What a, what a, Such what a legacy. Such an icon. Such a way to honor uh, Black History Month as well. Uh, well, we had a great time being here with you today. Thank you to our fabulous guests. We have a great show for you tomorrow, very specifically Red, White, and Q. We will also continue honoring Black History Month. Uh, AJ, you want to say anything, babe? You feel good? You feel Listen, okay? You want to say, say goodbye? I just want to say thank you to Dr. Audrey uh, Rupel today and Katie Edwards for being fantastic guests on our show. I know that's right. As all, we have great guests on the show. We really do. Vanessa? Also, Vanessa, you're really... Let's, get, let's give Vanessa a round of applause. Woo! Woo! And not too much. But not too much. She'll get a big head. A little sore. Just a, a little. little sore. Yeah. That's all. Yep. Have a great day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 